I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What I'm going to talk about today is something that everybody talks about every single day. What do you think that is? Diets. Everybody thinks about what they're eating. And even if you have a horrible diet, you think about it. I have a lot of people over the years say, Dr. Joe, you know, every time I eat, I think about you. And then I don't listen. So we're going to talk about actual diets today and why I hate some of these diet trends because they're so dangerous to your health. Because the goal in dieting is usually one thing, and that goal is lose weight. Well, you could lose weight, but it doesn't mean it's healthy. And that's what we want to talk about today is how to do it the right way and why some of the things you're considering, you really should. So you want to improve your diet. You want to eat healthy. What does that mean? People say to me all the time, Dr. Joe, I want to eat better. What should I do? So I send them to our website, drjoe.com, and we have, uh, you could just type in the words, so what can I eat? And there we talk about for a whole hour, breakfast, lunches, dinner, snacks. If you want to learn more about a more expanded version of that, just put in weight loss in the search bar and you could listen to a show we did on weight loss. But this one is diet trends. We're talking about diet trends and each one of them we're going to break down a little bit for you. There's so many different types of diets available, eating trends available. It's easy to become confused. One person says, don't eat carbs. Another person says, eat nothing but carbs. What do I do? High fat, low fat, I don't know. Vegan, uh, vegetarian, should I go uh, paleo? Should I go uh, keto? I'm gonna talk about all that today. What about simply cutting calories? Is that a good idea? Sometimes not. You'd be surprised to hear that. Uh, and then of course, you know, people go to these high protein, low, high protein, high fat diets. I am not a fan, spoiler alert, not a fan. So many of my fellow nutritionists all agree on one thing, that we don't like it. And what do we do about it? So diets are dangerous and they're false advertising if you're just looking at a diet because that's temporary. Diet by definition is temporary. I want something permanent. I want it to become a lifestyle for you. Statistics, you know I love statistics. 80% of diets fail within the first 12 months, and many studies indicate that dieting is actually con a consistent predictor of weight gain. If you go on a diet, chances are you're going to put on weight, and that's when, it's, when the diet is over. Uh, that's the tricky part because there's this diet industry out there, and it's deeply intertwined with health. They call it health and wellness, and awful pe oftentimes people believe that they're taking healthy steps and in reality, they're not. They're actually causing more harm than good. And so you say no good deed uh, goes unpunished. Well, that certainly goes, uh, holds true for dieting because there's many, many things you shouldn't be doing. So we find ourselves in a place where our lives revolve around our food. It's one of the few things we do three times a day. Maybe pee is the other thing. But we have breakfast, lunches, dinner, sometimes snacks, sometimes uh, late night snacks, sometimes uh, coffee, tea breaks, uh, afternoon tea. Um, so it is, we're constantly focusing everything we do around diet, and most people are struggling with their weight. And so what do we do? Let's talk about it. I am not a fan, as I said earlier, of these low-carb or zero-carb diets, especially these zero-carb diets where you're just eating meats and fats. I think that's extremely dangerous, especially for women. 
carb restriction is so unhealthy because it's an approach uh, that women take and it's dangerous because low-carb diets can backfire and can actually impact your hormones over time. So your hormones can get wacky because you need carbohydrates. It's the preferred fuel in the body. So the preferred fuel is carbohydrates, specifically glucose. Now, there's different types of sugar. There's glucose, fructose, maltose, galactose. And anything with OSE on the end is a sugar. Okay? So we need sugars. And what happens is when we eat sugars, they all get converted into – they eventually get converted into something called glucose. Glucose is the fuel that runs your body. And then glucose goes into the cells, and it works pretty well. So if you're on a low-carb diet or a zero-carb diet, you may not be getting enough glucose, so then your body tries to burn ketones. And we're going to talk about the keto diet in just a second. So you get your, your glucose from complex carbohydrates. If it's too low, your body raises a hormone in your body called cortisol. Cortisol is your stress hormone because the body says, I need glucose. And with cortisol, it goes into the liver and it starts something called gluconeogenesis. Gluconeogenesis, that fancy word, gluco meaning glucose, neo meaning new, genesis meaning created. So the body is creating glucose from proteins, gluconeogenesis. But in the process, like I said, you're releasing cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So you might lose weight short term, but eventually if those cortisol levels get out of control, that can cause really serious damage to your body, including long-term weight gain. And if the cortisol is elevated, that can suppress your thyroid. It can elevate estrogen. It can slow down metabolism. So short-term, maybe it'll work. Long-term, it's looking at some real serious problems that sometimes are very hard to undo. And that's where we get caught. And you've seen people like this. You saw them in high school, and they look great. And now you see them a couple of years later, and they look horrible. Well, many times they did something dramatic, and it caused them to gain the weight. And fat then produces estrogen. Estrogen causes you to lay down fat and fat produces more estrogen. So the more fat you have, the more estrogen you have, the cycle, you're stuck in this cycle of producing more fat. We want to break that cycle, and that also lowers your estrogen levels. Estrogen is a growth hormone, and most of us are not growing up anymore, so we grow out. And then estrogen can affect your hormones. It could counteract testosterone. So it's a big mess when you start messing with your hormones. So then what happens is if you cut out your sugars, uh, your body perceives as danger. I'm not getting enough food. So the body is forced to compensate by converting proteins into glucose as a survival mechanism, which is a less efficient fuel source. So the body's now running on cheap gasoline, so to speak. Low-carb diets can significantly reduce fiber and prebiotic intake. Probiotics are good bacteria. Prebiotics feed the good bacteria. The good bacteria don't eat what you eat. They like prebiotics. And so you want to give the body prebiotics, and you get that many times from fruits. And of course, we want a zero-carb diet. We're not going to eat fruits. And that's essential for gut and hormone harmony. They work well together. And if we start messing with the hormones, we have some real serious issues there. Many critical nutrients and minerals come from carbohydrate sources, and not getting enough of them can create deficiencies over time. So if you're going to eat meat, where does the cow get everything that's in that meat? gets it from eating plants. So the plants are the source of the nutrients. The cows are just, I don't know, a waste station. You get eating secondhand nutrients when you're eating meats and dairy products. Why not go right to the source, which is the fruits and the vegetables? So in order to avoid this, I do recommend that you shake it up a little bit. You can eat cups of grains, things like amaranth. 
Uh, quinoa, that's pretty cool. I remember quinoa when I was in college and uh, nobody heard what it was. Now it's one of those cool grains. So it's actually a seed. But nuts and seeds. I do recommend you add this to your diet because there's going to be vital nutrients and fiber in there you're not going to get anywhere else. One of the dangers of the keto diet, which we'll talk about next, is you get something called the keto flu. Some people do. And you just get so sick from eating so much protein and the body just feels like it has the flu. It's not good for the body and it's not good long term. So a true keto diet was originally designed for one group of people. And those were people with epilepsy. And it actually contains more fat than the diet people uh, are following these days. It was now they're eating a lot more protein. It was actually a lot more fat. And it was designed for people with seizures and it seemed to lower their seizures. It wasn't healthy, but it was healthier than having seizures. And that's how this whole thing came about. One of the side effects of it was people started to lose weight and they said, oh, wait a minute. This is a good way to lose weight. Don't like it. So really people found a keto diet for weight loss are not following the true diet. They, sh they only should follow it if they had seizures. So the current keto diet is very low carb, high fat and high protein. Now there are many problems with doing this, but the most prevalent in my opinion is macronutrients and mi not ma micro and macronutrients actually. Uh, macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. You need all three. And if you're cutting out one of the macronutrient groups, that becomes a big issue. So carbohydrates are our body's number one source for fuel and it's number one choice for fuel too. Carbs are the macronutrient most readily available to, to be converted into energy. Plus our brains run off carbohydrates. They don't do so well on ketones. Carbs like fruits and vegetables and whole grains provide a wide variety of essential nutrients, minerals, and other uh, important vitamins. And so not eating these foods can ultimately lead to deficiencies. I say this when people ask me about the keto diet. If you're going to do it, which I wish you wouldn't, but if you're going to do it, you only want to do it for about two months at a time. And then go back to eating fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, certain grains. Uh, that's going to be a much better way to go. Now, ultimately, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds is, is the core, should be the core of your diet. And then if you do add some grains to it, it's okay as long as they're good grains, not wheat. I'm not a fan of wheat. You know that. Uh, wheat has uh, several downsides. Uh, if it's not organic, chances are it's been sprayed with something called uh, glyphosate. Glyphosate is a weed killer, uh, especially here in the States. And they spray the glyphosate on it to kill the wheat right before it's harvested. So that it's easier to harvest, it's easier to cut down a dead weed than it is a live weed. So they kill the, the, the wheat. And so the glyphosate remains many times in the wheat. That's not good. Wheat is also high in uh, proteins uh, that we can't digest very well. Uh, very high in f sugar, of course. So I'm not a fan. One of the proteins is gluten. And a lot of people have issues with gluten. Now, gluten is made up of two proteins, gliadin and glutenin. Don't worry about the chemistry. And when it gets into the colon, the colon then recognizes it as a foreign pro substance and can attack it. Now, some people don't have clinical reactions, meaning it's not obvious. But the reason that we have problems with it is the, the gluten looks a lot like the lining of your colon. Same potential stru uh, structure, protein structure. And so the immune system is attacking the gluten, now it starts attacking the colon itself. So now we can cause an autoimmune disease, where auto meaning self and immune means immunity. So the body starts attacking itself. And that can cause inflammatory reactions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, colitis, uh, anything with the bowels, uh, almost always there's inflammation involved. So let's get rid of that inflammation. And one of the easiest things we can do is cut out wheat and dairy products because dairy products have a protein in it 
uh, called casein, and we don't have the enzyme called renin to break down the casein. And so we have these proteins in the body that we can't break down properly. And so the immune system goes, hmm, I don't know what that is. I'm going to attack it. Some people, it's more obvious than others, but I'm not a fan of dairy. I'm not a fan of wheat. I think you all know that already. You've probably, if you've heard my show before, you know that. But there's another problem. When I first started in practice, oh, 37 plus years ago, I very seldom saw anybody have any kidney problems. Now, we have four, five, six new kidney patients a day. Now, we're chiropractic and pain management clinic. And of course, we do a lot of nutrition. And so people come to us because they hear us on the radio, they read my books, or you know, they watch the TV shows. And they say, Dr. Joe, no one has ever explained things like you do. I want to be your patient. And many times these patients with kidney failure, they are given up on. The doctors say, well, I don't know what to do. You're in stage two, stage three, stage four kidney failure. And not much a whole lot we can do until the kidneys fail. Then we can put you on dialysis. But they kind of wait for it to break before they fix it. I don't like that approach in anything in life, whether it's a relationship or a car or your digestive system. I don't like for it to break until I fix it. I want to fix it beforehand. And so many times we can get the body working healthy again, but I have noticed that these kidney failure patients are just coming in more and more, and I believe it has to do with our diets. We are eating a lot more proteins, animal proteins, than we ever have before. Because when I was a kid, way back when, when I was a kid, we would eat a little bit of meat and a lot of vegetables, maybe some lentils or some split peas, maybe rice here and there. So we'd eat a little bit of meat. Why? Because it was so expensive. Now it turns out that meat's cheap because it's subsidized by the government. And so what's happening is meat's everywhere. It's at fast food restaurants. You can buy a burger for a dollar. Well, when I was a kid, relatively speaking, burgers were expensive. And that's how it is in a lot of places in the world. Meat's expensive, whether it's financially, it takes up a lot of land, takes up a lot of resources. So meat is a kind of a side dish. Here, it's a main dish. And animal proteins, all animal proteins can damage the kidneys. Where if you eat the same amount of plant protein, no damage to the kidneys. So let's say it's 20 grams of protein from an animal, 20 grams of protein from a plant, no damage from the animal, from the plant-based proteins. There's potential damage from the meat. So we're eating a lot more. And I don't like the fact that we subsidize things that are bad for us. We should be subsidizing things that are good for us. My political statement for today. And a diet's very popular because it leads to quick weight loss. Does it work for weight loss? Absolutely. But staying on it long-term can actually be linked to increased risk of heart issues, uh, like things like uh, heart disease, kidney issues. Uh, High-protein diets can actually rob the body of calcium. How does that happen? Calcium neutralizes acid. So when you put acid in your body, and I always talk about the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, I know that's everybody's diet. Those seven sins, when you put them in the body, are acid. The body uses calcium to neutralize the acid. So your body will utilize the calcium that's in your diet and also take calcium from your bones. Steal it from the bones to neutralize the acids. Not a good idea, is it? So I'm not a big fan of these animal protein diets for many reasons, because it can also lead to osteoporosis. Very seldom, if I can't think of ever having a, somebody who's on a plant-based diet ever have osteoporosis. And I've been in practice a long, long time. So my approach is this, include all foods and all nutrients, that's carbs, fats, proteins. The problem we have though is this, because I'm a realist, is that 
we get cravings. I told a story the other day when I was on the show, and I went to a place and it had vegan donuts. Now, I haven't had a donut in a long time. I used to, I used to be a baker. I used to make the donuts. You know where I worked then, right? Uh, I think I was 14 years old, and I was a baker for quite a long time, actually. And I'd make donuts and crawlers and fritters and everything else. And I got really good at it, actually. And you, you break your habit of eating donuts if you work in a donut shop, believe me. But I said, I'm going to do this. I want to try it because everybody's talking about it, and it's vegan. So I had one. And to be honest with you, it was delicious. A couple of things happened. I craved sugar like crazy. I wanted bread and butter. I wanted jelly. I wanted anything sugary. And I crashed. I had to take a nap afterwards. So a little trick that I'll share with you now kind of when it kind of goes along with diets. When you have sugar cravings, how many of you have sugar cravings? Raise your hands. I know a lot of you do. When you have your sugar cravings, you have to have something the exact opposite of sweet to break the craving. And that would be like a dill pickle. And that's what I had. I had a couple of dill pickles. And immediately my sugar cravings went away. Because I knew I just wanted more and more and more. I know I shouldn't do it. And I, I sort of pickle solved the problem. So it's pretty easy to do. Now, in our office, we have something called a 21-day cleanse or 21-day jumpstart program. Because when you're craving sugar, you want more sugar. So you eat more sugar. So you crave more sugar. And sometimes you just can't break that cycle. So the 21-day cleanse, it's a series of shakes and supplements and, and different foods to eat. You know, you, you do eat. And after 21 days, you kind of reset the brain and you're able to make better decisions. Because if I'm having, you know, if I, if I have potato chips laying in front of me, it's real hard to make a logical decision and say, I shouldn't eat them. I want to eat them. Because that's the perfect combination. Salt, uh, carbohydrates, and fats, those are the things that really get you going. So the 21-day cleanse, it's on the website, drjoe.com. Just type in the words 21-day cleanse or 21-day diet, and uh, you can see what it is. And it's really cool. And the thing is this, that almost everyone who does it reports back that they saved money. Because you're usually buying all this other food, this junk food and everything. Instead, you're taking that money, investing it in supplements and high-quality foods. So you actually will end up saving money many times uh, by doing the 21-day cleanse because it's cheaper than what you're doing right now. How convenient is that? So anyway, we're talking about uh, calories and dieting. Another thing that helps tremendously when you lose weight is taking the stress off your joints. So for every one pound that you're overweight, it equates to about five pounds of stress on your hips. And so overweight people oftentimes have knee problems and hip problems and foot problems because you're carrying around all this weight. So what we try to do is we try to get the diet working right. We try to get people eating the right foods. And again, you don't have to do everything right away, but I'll hold your hand and coach you through it. But we also want to get the structure right. Because if you're overweight, you're putting stress on the joints. The joints move out of place. They rub up against each other, and eventually the joint wears out. That's called arthritis. So if you have joints out of place, you might have neck pain, back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, sciatica, knee issues, foot issues, come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb, and we would love to be your doctors. So if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com, you can book it right online or you can call us. Normally, the first visit is $712. We've reduced that to $299. I know that's crazy. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, the next visit going over the x-rays, and a complete nutrition evaluation. The nutrition evaluation alone is $150. So if you're serious about wanting to get well, not just get out of pain, but get out of pain and get well, 
We would love to try to see if we can do that for you. So to make an appointment, Dr. Joe, drjoe.com. Uh, the supplements, uh, the 21-day cleanse with a bunch of other supplements, drjoe.com as well. A lot of people report when they take super greens and essential source. Now, these are the two minimum supplements I believe everybody should be taking. The two powders, they taste great. They're relatively inexpensive. Scoop of each. I shake it up with coconut milk, almond milk. Drink it down first thing in the morning. Gives me a ton of energy. May take a few days, by the way, for the energy to kick in. You got to get used to having nutrients in your body. But all the supplements are on the website, drjoe.com, or you can uh, come to our offices. In Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb, and we can go ahead and get that. Um, you can pick them up, and that'll save some shipping costs. Again, I'm trying to, we have not raised our prices through this whole mess. We're trying to keep the prices as low as we can. We may have to bump them up just a dollar or two pretty soon. So, uh, but you can come by the office and pick them up, and I'll save you a, a couple of dollars on shipping too. Other diet crazes that I don't like is calorie counting. And the reason is calories are different. There's different types of calories. If I had 1,000 calories worth of broccoli or 1,000 calories worth of candy, well, I don't think you'd know which one is better. Of course, the broccoli. So it's more about eating the quality foods, the fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, not so much about how many calories did I eat. Now, the calories you do eat have to come from quality foods. So you can take roasted asparagus. You can take broccoli. You can take uh, cauliflower. I love taking cauliflower and broccoli. Spray a little bit of oil on it, extra virgin organic olive oil or coconut oil, and just broil it with some salt and pepper. Takes 10, 15 minutes. Spectacular. Add that to a salad. Maybe have a baked potato. The darker the potato color, the healthier it is. So the best potatoes are things like purple potatoes. Yellow potatoes are okay. White potatoes, eh, not bad. A uh, little trick you can do, though, with, with potatoes and any type of starch, any type of grain, is you want to cook it and then cool it down. Leave it in the refrigerator overnight and then eat it the next day. You can even heat it the next day. When you cook it and cool it down, it creates something called a resistant starch. And a resistant starch, about 40 to 60% of the carbohydrates are not being absorbed. So if you're going to eat a potato, you know, again, white is not the, white's okay. Darker the color, the better. Grains, amaranth, quinoa. Cook them, cool them overnight, eat them the next day. You're going to absorb 40 to 60% less starch. Really cool trick. And you could also add a little vinegar to it. The studies show that even two tablespoons of vinegar reduce what's called the glycemic index. It doesn't spike your blood sugar as much. Uh, when I was young, my German grandmother, whenever she made lentil soup or split pea soup, she always put apple cider vinegar in at the end and served it to us. She understood why. She understood how. She should understand why. Now we know why, because it, it lowers the glycemic index. It stimulates your digestive enzymes. So if you are going to eat you know, carbohydrates like that, it's a good idea to have a little bit of vinegar with it too. And I, another thing is you probably don't crave it as much either. That wasn't part of the studies I saw. Uh, I want to talk about intermittent fasting. I'm okay with it. But what I recommend you do, everybody do at least this. Give yourself 12 hours a day where you don't eat. So if you have dinner at 5 o'clock, don't eat breakfast again until 5 o'clock in the morning. It's very simple. Romance is the number one consumer of energy we have as humans. Digestion is number two. So let's give your digestive system a rest. We don't have romance all day, every day. Let's not digest all day, every day either. Let's take that stress off the digestive system, give it a break, let the body heal, and a lot of things happen when you give the body a break from eating. There's other ways to do intermittent fasting, like skipping one meal a day, skipping breakfast or, or dinner. Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, but I, the easiest, quickest, simplest thing to do is 12 hours a day. Just cut it out. Uh, folks, again, if you want to make an appointment to come see us, we have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Just go to drjoe.com. You can book the appointment right there. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. 
Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app. It's a new day now.